It's June 28th, 2018, and this is your Faith at Home update. Flee from idolatry. That was Paul's advice to the Corinthian Christians. In other words, don't pass go, don't collect $200, don't ask questions, just run away from idolatry fast and hard. As I reiterated on Sunday, this sin is one that has continually entangled God's people for all of our history. The desire to worship, I believe, is part of God's good design of the human heart. The desire to worship someone or something other than God is evidence of the perversion of God's plan as a result of the fall. Romans chapter 1 gives us a good overview of the human condition and our propensity to spiral away from God's design. First, we try to suppress the truth, which is exactly what Satan did in the garden. Surely God didn't say that. Next, we find ourselves a replacement for God in our worship. They became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. Romans 1, 22b and 23. Ultimately, we find ourselves, quote, filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed, and wickedness. Romans 1, 29. Idolatry is serious business. And now we see why God would have Paul instruct us to run from it. Idolatry, like just about any other sin, can also be a generational problem. As Israel drifted further and further away from God and the righteous kings that he appointed for them, they sank deeper into sin. It always amazes me that the years leading up to the reign of Josiah in 2 Kings chapter 22 had left the temple in such a state that the book of the law had been lost. But just as sin can lead to generational curses, faithfulness to God can lead to generational blessings. The challenge for us is to be obedient to the Lord in every way possible. Among other things, that means passing on our faith to the next generation in such a way that it is passed on to the one after that. I've heard it said that the real test of godly parenting is seen in grandchildren. We must teach the upcoming generations who to worship, how to worship, and why we worship. Who do we worship? God alone. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The creator and sustainer of the universe. The one who was and is and is to come. Yahweh. He is the only true God and is mighty to save. How do we worship? I'll give you a hint. It isn't about style. We worship God in spirit and in truth from hearts that are overflowing with gratitude, love, awe, and wonder. Sometimes that takes us to our knees in humility, and sometimes it raises our hands in praise. Why do we worship? We worship because God is so worthy of it. Think for a moment. The creator of the universe makes a wonderful place for us to live. We flagrantly disobey his will, and he sends his son to clean up the mess by dying in our place. That is a God worthy of worship. Let's pass that on so that next generation after the generation after that will give praise to our God. Looking ahead, the scripture for Sunday is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 22 through 33. Uh, this Saturday, June 30th, we will be having the Ironman competition, a hula hoop contest, 
supper and a movie night we'll be enjoying I Can Only Imagine. And then July the 7th, next Saturday, we'll be having our church-wide yard sale. If you have any questions about that, please ask me or check with Andrea or Lena. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Lord willing, we will see you on Sunday. Thank you and have a blessed afternoon.